0: Fly Field Outfitters is a fly shop and guide service located in Bend, Oregon. We specialize in fly fishing the Lower Deschutes River, Cascade Lakes, the Crooked River, the Fall River, and many other fisheries in the area. Tune into our podcast for updates on fishing reports, techniques, tactics, and fishing stories. Another hey podcast from Fly Field Outfitters. This is Kyle, and I'm sitting here with George Conlin. George, say hello.
1: Hello. How's it going?
0: Oh, good, buddy. That's Just good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, George. How long you worked for the shop and what you've been doing, how long you've been in Bend. Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I think I've been here for four years, maybe five, counting this year. Um, I was born and raised here in Bend, and um, yeah, started fly fishing kind of right out of high school and then took this job once I uh, dropped out of school out of Bozeman.
0: Yeah? And you like working here?
1: Yeah, love it. What do you love like? It, love it, love it. What do you like most about
0: working here? Oh,
1: probably all the people you work with. Um, Dave kind of just left this year, but Scott and all those guys are yeah, super great influence as far as tons of knowledge and um, being in the shop almost every day. It's 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 super fun.
0: I've definitely seen you grow quite a bit since you've been here, uh, from just a little guy not knowing what's going on to yeah. a guy who can catch fish just about anywhere you go just now about anywhere, yeah. which is pretty crazy <laughs> um so yeah let's talk about one of your favorite places to go fishing the metolius river mm. how long you've been fishing out there
1: been fishing on the metolius since high school for sure uh back with quentin who used to work here um mainly chasing bull trout the entire time i've fished that that river um spent a lot of time yeah trying to catch those bull trout and and it really start clicking to like a couple of years ago, but yeah, we've been been getting into them, and it's it's pretty fun.
0: So, what are some of the things you've learned from your time out there? As far mm-hmm. as let's talk about like your rod setup mm-hmm. how how did you start mm-hmm. and what are you fishing now yeah
1: yeah. i started with a six weight is a 10 foot six weight loomis rod uh super fast action which was good but just doesn't really have the backbone when those when those fish would kind of get into the current and start swimming away from you it's 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 tough because they'll take line and and they pull hard so right now i'm fishing a like the fastest rod echo makes it's a echo epr it's a saltwater rod uh, nine footer but like super fast super fast action super stiff um a lot of power in that thing and, and that really helps you kind of turn those fish around and keep them in the hole for sure and kind of toss those bigger flies and bigger sink tip lines necessary to to be targeting those fish
0: so when you uh what kind of fly line are you going you got a shooting head on there you mm-hmm. got a standard fly mm-hmm. line Let's- i've
1: played around with a lot of different stuff like a standard kind of weight forward half size over um real grand floating line um mess with those a little bit i've switched over to like a more aggressive uh shooting head this year it run like an opst commando with mono running line now and so that's mainly for like yeah just getting big flies as far as i can um all floating stuff in the in the river i don't use a any full sinking lines anymore because of double hauling and wading when it's in the water it, it can cause a lot of problems when that fly line kind of sinking at your feet before you're casting
0: so um, yeah keep go going
1: on oh well, that was i think that was it just so, standard floating lines big shooting heads on them big no shooting heads or not um it's got to have a big shooting head yeah
0: and you're fishing streamers like 99 percent of the time or yeah 100% last, of time?
1: last like two years i'd say we've really switched over to all streamers we were streamers in the beginning started trying to nymph for them with that six weight and, and the, the hooks are just it's just a little small and so your success rate goes down when you're when you're nymphing for them but they they totally eat nymphs and we still are kind of trying to figure figure that whole system out
0: yeah the only time i've ever really seen him eat nymphs is after a white fish has eaten a nymph and then that bull trout decides to eat the white fish that eat a the nymph go, yeah. which is basically like streamer fishing yeah
1: we've seen that a lot
0: so back to your rod setup mm-hmm. um when you're fishing your your nine foot you said six weight uh
1: nine eight foot eight weight now Yeah, nine foot eight
0: weight now mm-hmm. shooting head mm-hmm. what are you doing for your leader
1: Leader Liter is a really short piece of fluorocarbon or maxima. Um, big diameter, nothing like tippets. The same poundage is like a 0x kind of tippet, right at like 12 to 15 pounds is what we fish. But when you use that maxima or if you use that like seagar fluorocarbon or some of the maxima fluorocarbon, it's a lot more... Um, abrasion resistant, you have more diameter in that line, so it's a, it's, a, it's a stronger kind of setup, and you can you can really put some put some power to those things.
0: What, uh, why do you care about abrasion resistance for um, fish and streamers? I
1: mean, for streamers, we're getting those things pretty deep. Um, those fish have teeth that have never really had it where those teeth are a problem, but if they ever were for that reason, and then, yeah, for kind of rubbing on rocks, pulling that stuff out of weeds and sticks and things, um, yeah, it's just an all-around kind of stiffer... More, more turning turnover power, more turnover power for those for those big, big flies versus like a 12 pound kind of tippet spool from Rio.
0: So when you're talking uh, big flies, are you Mm -hmm. talking a three inch fly, a four inch fly? Yeah,
1: I mean, we started out fishing some like normal kind of like double, like just one articulation, some of the stuff coming out of like Montana from like Kelly Gallop and things, like those just super standard, push a lot of water, one little woolly bugger kind of tail in the back. And those work, those work for sure. We've fished a lot of Dalai Llamas too, and those will work, but I mean, the bigger the better is what we're finding right now. We're really starting to put together kind of triple articulation, big long, Long tails big like water pushing heads like kind of getting into the musky kind of pike realm of flies kind of lightweight and cast ability for like a big big profile
0: so lightweight yet heavy and long mm-hmm. is what you're looking for mm-hmm. yeah. which is quite complicated it's a so.
1: custom it's a custom order for sure
0: <laughs> custom order yeah and you're you tie a bunch of those up right
1: yeah we've gotten a couple patterns that are pretty quick and easy pretty straightforward and yeah have have been working well for us this year so that's that's that was really fun to kind of figure that out
0: Uh, so let's talk about, uh, your, when you show up to the river, what are you doing? You don't need to tell us where, but uh-huh. how you, how are you approaching different yeah. holes for bull trout? How uh, are you looking for the bull trout? Yeah,
1: I mean, we're stripping, and we're figured, we figured this out pretty quick as far as if those fish are in there, and there's a couple spots where you can kind of see them interact with your different flies, and it's kind of one pass is, is what you get. You get one pass in that hole, and if they don't come up for it, then they usually won't, and that's when we're kind of moving on. So really quick, really quickly moving through sections of water, hitting likely water and hitting it fast and hard, and then moving on. We like to fish a lot of different kind of a lot of different water and kind of figure out where those things are
0: so you sight fishing or blind casting as much as
1: we can um as much as we can sight fishing on sunny days we'd like to climb trees getting up on rocks really fun to be with a buddy and kind of swinging that fly through and just watching the back of that fly and watching for those fish to come follow um A lot of the spots though, yeah, a lot of the spots we found kind of sight sight sighting them out first I guess seeing those fish or you know, you catch a fish in there then yeah, of course, we're gonna we're gonna hit that spot again But um, yeah, a lot of lot of sight fishing a lot of look before you kind of leap situation
0: Are you doing a lot of hiking? Are you driving in and yeah,
1: yeah, we'll hike we'll hike um I've been, I mean, depending on where those fish are, those fish are totally migratory from the lake. And so we'll follow those things kind of up that whole river into the spawn, following those kokanee. And kind of that's that's what we're in the middle of right now. And then dropping back out into the lake. So we'll definitely move around. Um, but yeah, a lot of walking. You got to walk to get away from people for sure. That's a key, 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 key.
0: So in your first couple years out there fishing for bull trout, Mm -hmm. uh, were you humbled a lot or Mm -hmm. did you catch them? Yeah,
1: first couple years, I don't think we caught any. Um, With my buddy Will Griffiths once and he was throwing this big 8-inch fly and we saw one fish come that was like probably 20 plus, you know, 25 inches. And that was pretty incredible. But until then and, and after that, even fishing, fishing, you know, by ourselves, it was, we didn't catch a lot ever like ever because it, it took a lot a lot of time on that on that river
0: is there a time of day are you trying to get out there yeah. first light and hike around or
1: yeah yeah um brown trout are pretty nocturnal i do that quite a bit and the bulls really aren't um we do try to hit the holes as early as possible just so you're the first you're the first thing that fish sees kind of after eight hours or whatever of kind of no one harassing them. Um, There's a lot of pressure on that river. A lot of people throwing streamers and stuff nowadays for those fish. So being the first fly that fish sees that day is is super key in my head.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Let's just jump back to your gear again. You had said you were fishing full sinking lines at one point. Uh, and now you're not are you you got a sink tip kit can you recommend any of those yeah, and when yeah. you would I mean, switch
1: yeah we've been fishing those those versaliter those spay versaliters or freshwater versaliters from rio are super nice they're a lot lighter and as far as like grain weight for than the um the mo tips that they're in right now so we're doing the scandinavian style spay tips for for single hand rods they're longer and they're lighter so they're easier to cast overhand um fastest sink you can get and then polyliters from airflow uh love polyliters, kind of 14 10 to 14 feet they make a steelhead one that's like a 24 pound test and that's pretty good and then they make a salmon one that's like a 40 pound like tie on point which is pretty heavy in my head so we're kind of right but still like that 10 to 14 foot like 20 pound kind of sink tip um extra super fast. I think it's like out up to like nine inches per second on some of those.
0: Yeah, and are you, uh, you're double hauling or are uh-huh. you single hand span? How are you mainly no, casting? No, well,
1: most of those flies you cannot, you can't really roll cast those things. Um, and, and if you can, you're using, I know I got one buddy used an eight weight and a really short, really heavy skadget head and he can, he can jump some flies out of the water pretty good. But most of the time we're, we're doing some pretty heavy double hauls, carrying a lot of line and yeah, really blasting those things out there
0: that makes sense um is there any other gear that you you recommend as far as
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah um the reel for sure a good reel those fish freaking when they run they run and i've had a couple reels kind of yeah like totally kind of give way where they're free spooling at one point when you really don't want it to so having a smooth smooth drag is um is super super key when you're when you're fishing for those things you want that startup inertia for when those things start running you want you want that drag to be doing kind of all the work for you because that's how you break rods and that's how you kind of snap snap tippets straighten hooks and stuff um the other main thing was a big net um definitely a long handle net i can't tell you how many times i've I've had a fish by myself where I have a short handle net and I just can't get him to me. And eventually he starts running down the river and he doesn't come back. So getting a long handle kind of mid length net is, is going to be super key, um, in, in landing the fish, especially if you're uh, by yourself. Um, yeah, that's like the hardest part by yourself is landing those fish and getting them to get, getting them to hand.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a good point did you you got any reels or nets at the shop that we have here that you would recommend
1: i i love the evolution ltx right now um that is yeah that's it's my favorite reel the 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 way that thing just starts up and how smooth that drag is when those fish are running away from you and i can just kind of slowly crank down on them is, is is so awesome and i've been fishing that thing for like two years so that reel it's got a Big giant arbor, um, lots of line pickups, so you're you're really able to kind of bring that line back when they are swimming at you because they'll do that. And but yeah, mainly that drag system, kind of smoothest on the market in my opinion. It's it's really awesome to watch that thing kind of engage and just slowly click out. But um, and then the net, yeah, I use a El Jefe from Fish Pond. Those Fish Pond nets are. The only thing i'd use because they float um they've got that measurement on the handle and then that L jefe is a it's a big big basket on there um the mid-length boat net nomad boat net that's a really good one too we folded a bunch of um, steel and uh, some nice bull trout in there and that one's big enough but that L jefe is just one size bigger so those fish can really yeah it's, it's 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 an easy net job
0: sweet if you had to build two different bull trout kits from the shop like a lower to medium end price one mm-hmm. rod reel mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. and a higher end yeah. what would you do i
1: mean that low medium one my buddy who i fish with out there quite a bit uh he's got that reddington vice and i think that's like a 250 oh maybe it's 300 right in there though um it's a suit it's a fast rod always recommending like fast rods for those for those bull trout nine or 10 feet i haven't really found a found a preference in the length of the rods but anywhere from that seven to eight range range that vice and then um we've had some ion xls in here that would be really good for it too it's a super powerful rod and um those would be great matched with i mean anything from lamson is gonna have a tried and true drag system hundred dollars you know that it's a cast frame it's not machine i would recommend machine but you know for a hundred dollars that that reel is um that drag system in there is is totally enough to kind of slow those things down for you. So that would be an awesome setup, either in the Liquid or the Lampson Liquid or the Lampson Remix, Um, paired with that Reddington Vice would be a really awesome setup that you'd have no problems kind of catching those things with. Um, High-end would be, I mean, Sage makes an Igniter and Sage makes that X. Both of those are really fast rods, the Igniter more so, and it's going to give you a little more power, but either of those rods paired with any of your kind of traditional saltwater reels, I'd say like a hatch or a Nautilus, both of those are totally closed drag systems. lots of discs on top of each other. It's a lot of stopping power. And so that's that's really important, yeah, for those fish to turn those things around and keep them in the hole.
0: Yeah, awesome. Uh, and as far as fly lines goes for that, you got any?
1: Fly lines I'd pair, um, the VersaTip, Rio's VersaTip 100%. Um, it's a floating line with sink tips that you can interchange on the end of it. And um, that line we have found has just an amazing taper to really bomb those flies. It's got good mendability, a really kind of small diameter shooting line attached to it. And it's all integrated system, which is kind of really nice for when those fish start running. Um, That or like an outbound short from Rio they make a floating version where it's the same deal It's all floating, but it's got a big nasty like front taper on it where that head is carrying all those flies And those lines are a blasted cast It's kind of a big double haul and you can send those things with those big flies and you can you can send them far
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's some good pointers there. Um Let's see what else. How can we cover with bull trout? Looks like we covered your gear, Gear. getting on the water, a little bit of fly tying. Why don't we touch on that a little bit more with your fly tying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Let's say if you're fishing in, let's break it down by season, if you will, Mm -hmm. like spring, summer, winter, and fall. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with spring and talk about maybe you don't need to talk specifics with what fly, but maybe colors Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you'd go for.
1: I mean, yeah. A lot of times we're really imitating those whitefish. not so much the trout those whitefish are easy to imitate kind of with a with a lot of those kind of white and gray colors and they get a dark back um and i mean spring there'd be little white fish so that's when you can fish those smaller patterns you can you can fish a four inch fly and be totally kind of totally covering your grounds as far as what's in the river and what those fish are chasing um come kind of mid-summer same deal we're fishing just just whitefish patterns um this time of year in the fall and coming into like early winter and stuff this is when we really start playing around with those kokanee patterns, flesh flies, and then those whitefish turn a different color when they when they spawn. So right now they're super gold and super bronze and we'll start tying a lot of like tan stuff for them. Um, and then those kokanee too, we'll, we'll, we'll tie some really cool kind of streamers for those. And it's a little tougher to get them for kokanee. Um, haven't really figured that out yet as far as a bright red fly really hasn't worked for me yet, but we've tried it. Um but yeah, that's 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 we're doing a lot of whitefish patterns. Um in the lakes more t- like chubs and things and you can do some trout stuff, but a lot of just big whitefish patterns is 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 usually what's working for us.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you touched a little bit about uh the crowds mm-hmm. um being busy out there. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of just touch on maybe how much you've seen it change in the last 4 years I and mean, how busy it's gotten? Yeah,
1: or? totally like the the amount of people throwing big meat quotations is 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 totally going up and that even so before I started fishing as far as a a guy I fish with out there has been doing it a lot longer than me and you know I couldn't imagine the change he's seen but but you do you see bigger and bigger flies bigger and bigger rods out there and people really kind of figuring out and really targeting those fish a lot more which didn't used to be the case and I wasn't around for that but I I do understand that you know in the early like 2000s or whatever that was when people really started kind of figuring out that there were there was a really cool fishery for those fish out there and that that was a really steady population and that they, they, they had like some world-class bull trout. So that's been, yeah, it's been cool to see it grow. I have a lot of people coming into the shop um, asking me, you know, yeah, they want to go out there and specifically target those fish. And a lot of these guys are, are using their steelhead gear and their steelhead setup, which is totally, it's totally legit and it's gonna, it's gonna work. So that's been, yeah, it's kind of, it's good and bad for sure. They're in my spots, but you know everyone's everyone's trying to fish and yeah it's it's a really cool fishery out there so it's it's cool to see kind of more and more people getting into that kind of streamer game which might be not as traditional as some people think but it's it's a fun way to fish and a really fun way to to target those those bigger kind of meat eating fish yeah what's uh what's your biggest bull trout uh i broke 30 this year broke 30 this summer um and that's about that's about as big as big as I've seen I've gotten got a bunch right at 28 at a 29 and a half like two weeks ago um but all those fish are sitting like nine to ten pounds kind of just thick slobs and so that's yeah that was that was cool we we wanted to break 30 this year and we did
0: that's awesome yeah uh so how many trips do you think it took you to get it over 30 inches
1: over 30 inches yeah like oh, I couldn't even imagine man me and Q have been doing this since like like freshman year honestly so i was in like 2000 and wow 16 minus 4 like 2012 dude so that's like how many years? years that's a lot of time yeah that's it was a lot of lot of time going out there with just the streamer rods and telling ourselves we wouldn't fish for trout and you wouldn't catch anything and if you got a bite or like if we saw a bull trout follow our streamers, like that was that was what we were going for and that was that was always awesome to see. And I still fish some of those spots that we kind of first found ourselves and you know, we liked it and we stuck with it and you know, now we catch fish out of those and it's it's cool to go out there and wanna target those fish and actually get it done. And I always think back to where we were hiking, you know, hiking around all day, not touching fish. But yeah. Nothing's a substitute for that time on the water. So yeah, I'd say eight eight years and countless countless trips targeting bull trucks specifically
0: yeah they're not easy to get no <laughs> um what's uh the number one most important thing you'd say about when targeting bull trout
1: mm, i would say number one is gonna be to first of all have the right gear um we we figured that out really quick that like a six weight no matter how stiff really wasn't gonna be enough to consistently catch those things so having having that big kind of seven weight eight weight rod um, having a buddy is kind of second to me. Having a dude down there to net your fish, to spot your fly when it's rolling through, it's really a team effort and a lot of fishing's like that. And um, yeah, it's no exception out there. It really helps to have a buddy um, buddy with a big net and then like, I don't know, cover water. That's That was my, my main thing is kind of believing in your cast, believing that you stripped through there and that fish kind of wasn't there for you. And so you got to move on and go find another fish because there's eaters and there's not eaters and there's fish that'll... They'll sit on the bottom all day, and you can fish for them all day, and they're not going to move. And yeah, they're smart. So cover water for sure. Sweet. Yeah, that's great
0: advice. Uh, one really important thing, just legally with bull trout. Do you want to touch on that?
1: As far as I mean, there's like federally endangered fish. Uh, we we've really we fish barbless hooks up there every single time, um, especially at the degree of hook we're using. You've got to have that thing barbless. Um, um what else you can't keep them in the in the the river so keeping them in the water kind of the whole time or as much as you possibly can they're really cool fish it's a super awesome kind of fishery we have out there so um, respecting that to the utmost is yeah super super important
0: yeah that's awesome george thanks for pointing that that out that was what i would say being number one in importance Mm -hmm. is they are a federally protected species so be cognizant of that when you're out there and not hook them in the side yeah, or totally, yeah. anywhere else yep. if you're seeing there and getting aggravated just move on to the next one because mm-hmm. as george said there's some that are eaters and there's some that aren't yep. um so i think yeah that's it unless you got anything else to add george
1: mm-hmm. i think that's pretty good yeah
0: yeah for anyone that has any more questions about bull trout you can find george down here at flying field outfitters uh he's been here for a while he'll be, he'll be here for even longer hopefully yes, sir, yes, sir. if he keeps Acting the right way uh, keeps catching fish for us so yeah thanks for tuning in thank you thank you for tuning into the flying field outfitters podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes coming out if you have a request for a podcast please reach out to kyle at flyingfield.com thanks again for tuning in and have a nice day we'll see you on the water